0: Hey, comic collectors, welcome to the Comic Collector's Corner, a podcast for the average collector by someone just like you. My name is Matt, but I go by Mr. Comics A9 on YouTube. In this podcast, we discuss all the comics, movies, and shows from Marvel and DC to Image and Independence Publishers. If it has a following, my goal is to bring it forward in the comic book community for you to enjoy. So please give this podcast a follow and sit back and relax while we talk about the history of our characters, essential moments in the books, and our handpicked recommendation is to help the average collector like you and me to grow their comic book collections in their own way. Thank you for watching.
1: Welcome everyone to the Comic Collectors Corner. This is episode 11. Still a brand new podcast, still having fun, so I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, today we're talking with um, a guy named Otto from Three in the Basement. I came across his channel. I think it was like might have been a YouTube unboxing and all that uh, YouTube unboxing, uh CGC unboxing. It was very interesting. He him him and his uh basement that they call the grotto and all that. Just very fun and interesting dynamic with him and his buddies hanging out down there. So but again, I don't do justice explain these things. So let me bring introduce you to my man Otto from the state of Connecticut. Welcome, Otto. How's it going? What's
2: up? How's it going? Very excited to be here. Very excited to be here actually. I've uh, got some fun stuff to talk about and ready to chop it up with you. I can't wait about This will be a lot awesome. of awesome.
1: Awesome. I knew when I started doing this, I did not want to make sure I got you on here because you have a few characteristics, I will call it, that are that might not be unique to you, but you seem to personify them more than other people. It's just maybe it's just your personality, but it's just it's just fun to watch. You know, you just
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you know what? This should be fun, right? This should be fun mm-hmm. because this is You know, this is comic books. Isn't this isn't paying bills? This isn't like talking about you know this that and the other thing or you know this is Uh comic books and comic books have been fun for me (laughs) since I was twelve years old. So if not earlier, so
1: I'm going to keep it that way. You know. Well, since you're talking about twelve years old, why don't you introduce um, introduce yourself and how you got into comic book collecting and what do you like to collect? You know, what what is your what's your habits.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, my habits have changed quite often, though. You know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, little Otto, you know, uh, grew up in the inner city and uh, son of two immigrants. And when I went from first to second grade, believe it or not, I, I couldn't read. Mm. And um, both my parents um, didn't even have high school educations. My father um, quit high school to join the army. My mother was an immigrant from Germany um, and she was a <laughs> by trade. So, you know, no formal educations. But they believed in the public education system. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, well, and they didn't just blame the teacher. They said, well, what are we going to do about it? And so they started giving me little extra credit book reports to catch me up and everything like that. And my father um, didn't know what to do. But, you know, he uh, was a product um, of the 40s and 50s. And he liked comic books. So he started mm-hmm. buying me comic books. And, you know, he, I wouldn't necessarily read them with him, but he would read them with me. Um, I would read like the Curious George books with my mom and stuff like that. So, um, you know, after a rough second grade, from what I understand, I was actually caught up, uh, and able to read to this day. I'm a very, very slow reader, believe it or not. Um, I love to read books that I have prior knowledge of because I can picture a movie in my head. Um, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, like growing up, um, star Wars changed my life. Um, in the seven, in the, you know, a product of the eighties, but you know, in the 77, mm-hmm. I was a little kid um but when i would read books that i didn't have any prior knowledge of i couldn't get a visual of it um it was very hard for me to picture it so uh those books were tough for me to lead tolkien at the time the hobbit mm. i didn't know what a gnome was i didn't know what a like i didn't have that prior <laughs> knowledge but in star wars i knew what a stormtrooper was i knew what a darth vader was and i knew what a lightsaber was so i could relate <laughs> yeah. to that you know so you know through the years i've gone through my collecting and uh you know really collected a lot in the early 80s very happy that i still have a lot of those books mid 90s mm-hmm. i kind of fell apart went to college a couple of years you know the best 10 years of my life um, <laughs> <laughs> Still bought some books on the low but not as much you know they got married had some kids uh mm-hmm. still bought some at the time i'm very fortunate i bought a lot of key books in the early in the mid 90s that mm-hmm. i'm so happy that i bought back then and it was just because hey you know what i'm working i got a little extra cash Uh, let me buy that giant size X-Men for $125 or that, Mm. you know, um, uh, fantastic four 52 for $220, which I thought was expensive at the time. Uh, (laughs) And I held on to those and, uh, you know, and then probably six or seven years ago, um, I got back into it full tilt and I've been into it, you know, all together with a YouTube channel and setting up now and shows and, you know, buying and selling and meeting people and interviewing artists and, Mm-hmm. coming on great channels like this to share my experiences so uh, i'm all in right now you know it's a little yeah. crazy you know it's hard to keep going after uh six or seven years with something that you love but i've changed my collecting habits over the years and mm-hmm. i've gotten into some really really fun things and uh it's been a pleasure to uh, to collect and enjoy and you know, be part of a community. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And you do things like um a comic book crawl, kind of like yeah. like periodically where you you and a buddies go to several different stores. Yeah. And, or, and you also do something where um what's it called? a comic swap or comic what, is swap. that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Where absolutely. you guys get together. Yeah. Uh makeshift comic con for those of you who are kind of curious who don't know what it is. Yeah. You know? it's, <laughs> but it's,
2: it's kind like, of it's kind of evolved, you know, and the comic crawl. I'm a bartender by trade. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've been part-time forever as they say in the bartending world. Um, and you know, you can only go bar crawling so much, especially now with the guys that I hang out with at our age, you know? Um, but during COVID, you know, we have here in Connecticut, we have quite a few LCS's
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and uh, a lot of these guys are my friends and they're mom and pop shops and they were hurting. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to Roger. I said, Roger, what if we did something where we get 10 or 15 guys together? We get a Saturday afternoon, um, you know, if we, you know, follow COVID protocols, everybody wears a mask. And if the store owners are okay with it and they give us some kind of discount, you know, whether it be 15% off or 20% off. And if I tell them I'm bringing 15 or 20 guys, let's do it. And uh, (laughs) we did it. And the store owners were very fun about it. We make it a day out of it where um, we tell you the first spot, but we don't tell you the second and third spot. And it's always a different second and third spot. (laughs) because we don't necessarily want you to cherry pick you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. we made it where if you come to all three stops we would give something away um you know we usually do lunch and we've probably done five or six of them and you know i've had one or two shop owners come up to me and say hey you know those you know in i think 2020 2020 in the peak of covid we did it twice Mm -hmm. and we helped pay the guys rent for three months you know and he was. He made a lot of money. He had a lot of back issues. He had a lot of stuff that he was sitting on, and, you know, at twenty percent off sticker price, everybody's happy. You know, and yeah. So no, th- that was the, those were the crawls. We're planning on one in October. I should be saying that, but we are. Uh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> and then we hosted our own comic swap, which is yeah. our second one. And those are mini comic cons, as we like to say it. You know, so, yeah. You know, I wish I could.
1: I wish I could do things like that. I'm literally. I hate in the fact that I'm kind of stuck in a desert. I have one local 20 minutes away from me shop that I'm falling out with the owner because of things between me, him, and his girlfriend who works there. Oh, yeah. It's just it's, a, it's just kind of like a, how the hell did I end up the bad guy? Yeah, right, but, right. But then my next shops are 90 minutes that way, 90 minutes that way. I have to get my books in by the mail. Yeah, so
2: like, yeah, no, I, I understand, man. I understand. Well, you're more than welcome to come to Connecticut, man. At some point, so we'll, well give you a good tour.
1: Well, I would appreciate it if I ever make it out there. No, my wife's my wife's trying to drag me to Texas. Okay, she, there you she, go. She wants to, she wants to move back home, and I'm like, well, I will move to Texas, the state that I'm going to politically hate. Yeah, right. If there's comic books there, yeah, <laughs> <absolutely, yeah. laughs> So nice. I will make a sacrifice, but I have to have something in return. <laughs> of course, of
0: course, of course.
1: So, um. Like I said part of the reason I said I bought you on is you have several little characteristics I like. I know several people mention linear. Yes, you you have a big thing about, but you when I I think I first heard it with you more than Danger. anyone else, and that's why I associate you with linear. So right. explain to me or anyone else who doesn't know your fascination with linear. With linear
2: comic collecting now, I, linear comic collecting came up came from a friend of mine who's not on social media, and he he was buying books that were relevant to each other in the same grade. Mm -hmm. Now I want to just preface this by saying, I believe comic book collecting for me is Mm -hmm. a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? Yeah. If you wanted something bad enough, you put it on a credit card, you find it on eBay and you get it. Well, next thing you know, you got a credit card, you got debt and you got this. That's not fun for me. Hunting books um, out in the wild or from other collectors. uh, That's fun and i truly mm. believe in the hunt you know what i mean and mm-hmm. so but when you get books that are important to each other that follow books in a specific order books like ff 48 49 and 50 um, mm-hmm. that um you know thor 337 338 339 uh that kind of stuff you can get them but they look so much better when they're the same grade right mm-hmm. you know yeah. like my my, my my part of my biggest part of my collection is my Hulk 181, one, Hulk 180, 181, and 182, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to talk about prices, but I was very fortunate that I got my 181 at a great price mm-hmm. when I first got back into collecting. Um, and I got that at a 9-2, okay? So that's mm-hmm. my 181. Then it took me probably two and a half years of what we call, it's a great term that my friend Local for Comics coined, and I'm not familiar with it, sweat equity. Right, <laughs> buying and selling, you know, my first Hulk 180 was a 5.0. Mm-hmm. Then I traded up to a 6.0. Then I traded up to an 8.5, you know, with money and other books. And mm-hmm. then I finally found it at the 9.2. And then I had actually a um my Hulk 182 was a 9.4, oh, and I hmm. actually traded down to get it at the nine at the 9.2. So yeah,
1: I was gonna I, say I thought you traded down for one or two books. But yeah, yeah, the that nine,
2: yeah. The nine, the one eighty-two. So I have, you know, my Hulk 180, 181 eighty-one, one eighty-two, all at a nine point two, beautiful. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. I, yeah. I can clap my hands, walk away from that. I'm good. Yeah. With that, you know.
1: Yeah, I got my own little example here. The first book I had, I got my uh, Secret Wars number eight. Yeah, perfect. Great Came book. back nine point two. Yeah, I mean, it. and I was hoping for a nine point four when I dropped it off and all that, but it. It was like eh, okay, I missed it up, but you know, kind of yep. a thing. So, my uh, my Amazing Spider Man two fifty two, I bought from uh who? That oh, oh he had a nine point four yeah. and all that. I had it, I had it signed by Brett Breeding and all that. When it came back from CBCS, it actually had dropped from a nine point four to a 9.2. Really? Okay. And so I'll I was like, it. so I was first, I was like, going ah, dang it, I dropped. Okay. Him on, I, I was really hoping to keep that 9.4. but then I thought, but then I thought, like, wait, 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 wait. I looked on yeah. the wall. Yeah, I'm like perfect hey, Look at it. linear linear. So, there you go, love it. So, I lost a grade, but it matched. So, I'm like, Oh, yeah. the lesson, lessons by auto. No, yeah, so. there you go,
2: lessons learned, lessons learned. So, so that so is something that I like to do. Um, I also do like the signatures, like you do. Um, mm-hmm. and I do have um some of my most prized books and like my favorite books. So, my probably mm-hmm. my second favorite villain, if I could say I had a one and a one, a um, mm-hmm. Teen Titans number two was one of my favorite books of all time, the mm-hmm. first appearance of uh Deathstroke. And I had come upon a couple copies of it, and this took me probably two and a half years of hunting, buying them raw, submitting them, selling them, moving them. But it's okay, I got time mm-hmm. and it's fun, right? I got time. I, I believe it's all about the art of the deal, right? Like, your comic books have equity, they have value other mm-hmm. dealers other personal traders they want to move their equity right as long as they're not emotionally attached to this stuff so mm-hmm. it took me quite some time to get this book right here uh my team title is number two and a 9.8 Nice. okay so uh, i loved it i probably went through three copies before i got up to the 9.8 then um probably it took me probably another year and to have this done and this is a 9.8 yellow label signed nice. by George and Marv and rest in peace rest, rest in peace, you know. And so when you put them together, don't they just look great? Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's look, I'm a geek, man. I'm the biggest nerd there is. And, you know, I can ogle over this all day. Teen Titans number two, my favorite book. At a 9.8, and then a 9.8 yellow label signed by Marv and George. And, you know, I do have a raw copy that was my personal copy uh, that I remember spending $12 on when I was like 10 years old. And when you go to a Comic Con with $25 in the 80s <laughs> and you spend yeah. $12, that's a huge part of your budget, you know? And, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, one of my favorite books. I love it. So, that's the linear collecting. And I can't tell you, it doesn't all have to be high grade. You know, my Fantastic Four, FF48, 49, and 50, they're 5.5s, great books, mm-hmm. you know. Um, right now, I'm working on, uh, like, a Journey to Mystery run, mm-hmm. um, early ones, and those are around 4.5s and five 5.0s, you know, mm-hmm. like, those are great grades for those books, you know, so... Yeah. Uh, that's where linear collecting is. Just try it once. It just takes once to put the books together, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know personally I when I first got my Amazing Spider-Man number one, which is coverless, by the way, and yes. we'll get into that in just a second. Yeah, yeah, I stared at that book for hours that night, just going, yeah. number one, number yeah. one. And my, my eight my my Superman seventy-five. One of the other books I got cracked and signed by Brett Breeding, so now it's signed by Breeding and Jurgen so it's double signed. I oh, it, yeah. It kept that 9.8, which yeah. I was stoked about because I was going to say, if it dropped into a 9.6, I would have to buy a 9.8 because I have to have that book in a 9.8 even if sure. I can't have it double signed in 9.8. But when it came back, it's like, yes, That's and I just perfect. stared at that. It's right.
2: Just... So to think about that, so it was a 9.8, mm-hmm. then it was cracked, signed, handled, resubmitted, right? Is that how it was? I... Well.
1: I bought it. I bought it. So I bought it. I bought it already signed by Jurgens in a 9.8. Gotcha. Right. And so when when a Brett Breeding came to the Colorado Springs Comic Con last year, yep. I'm like I can have him sign that book. Yep. You know, he came back in 98. <laughs> and so I got super excited about that. So yeah, that is my I ha, that's right up there. If I had to pick a top 10 books in my collection, the value is not there, but I'd have to include that one in there because sure. that is part of my favorite story arc yep. and uh, favorite story arc ever. I mean, Superman was my hero as a kid, of and course. that was my favorite storyline. Sure. It was, that, it was that portion. So that book means so much to me. I had to have it in that grade.
2: No, I get it. I get um, it. You know, I get it. Right. Nice, nice, nice.
1: So... uh, awesome. uh well, well, before we, well, before we go into the cover of this thing, let's talk about your uh, karate chop and okay, Roger's okay. Uh, health insurance that he had to have yes, before yes, COVID yes, happened.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> right. So the 9.8 karate chop stemmed from, I, I don't know where I can't tell you. I mean, it was, I think it was the anchor Anchorman where um, I don't know, maybe Animal House, the movie where John Belushi was doing the karate chop. Yeah. And then I remember um, in um, the movie with uh, Will Ferrell, uh, when he's a news reporter and he did Frank the Tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Frank the Tank and the Karate Chop came into it. And when we do our CG sub- submissions, uh, we learned this many, many years ago, uh, that we've waited long enough, right? we waited <laughs> long enough for the books. Uh-huh. So we like to do it live during a scheduled show, because you know what? We have waited six months. What's six months in a week? We don't mm-hmm. find out the grades and we like to do it live with you guys. And yeah. we will always say what we think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think it is? What's the realistic and what we'll be disappointed at. But mm-hmm. if it comes back in nine, eight, then you're going to get the karate chop. All right. <laughs> and it gets a little bit animated on a Friday night. And, uh-huh. um, you know the first couple times and I got really excited and I think that what I think it actually stemmed from these Teen Titans books that I really went crazy with it and Mm -hmm. poor Roger was four feet not four feet two feet from me holding (laughs) up a book so like I don't like crack him and he's like hey man we don't have enough health insurance for this yeah I get it and now it's just one of those things that's become a lot of fun and people Mm -hmm. look forward to it and you know what this whole thing should be fun right mm. and i'm not yeah. afraid to put myself out there um you know i'm 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 content with who i am i enjoy it and if you don't like it you don't have to watch it but you know what it just shows you that i am truly excited for this stuff because you know there's only a few things in this world you get excited for you know the birth of your kids mm. graduation becoming you know getting your diploma working hard gaining something good and you know what mm-hmm. getting books back in a eight. it's just it's getting harder and harder to come by you know so uh, and yeah. I just think it should be celebrated.
1: Yeah, especially a lot of fun back before you said COVID happened when you guys were all down there in the grotto and all that. You're all in person is fun. Yeah, but it's just yeah, it's a lot of fun. Just and I like watching the yeah, just him. Who was it that first clipped the recording? Was it uh, Discovery Bay or who clipped the recording and sent it to you guys or something? Uh, sent- yeah,
2: it might have been Discovery Bay. It might have been Nemesis Prime at the time. Um, so it was quite a few. So. But yeah, uh, quite a few people have edited it and sent it to me in different versions <laughs> of it, you know, so uh it's been it's, it's 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 evolved. You know what I mean? It's evolved. So,
1: yeah. For those of you out there good on editing, I think it'd be funny in Japanese.
2: Yeah. Right. That would be a good, <laughs> one, too. That would be a good one, you know. Yeah. Konnichiwa! Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. You know, especially with John Belushi as the samurai or something. Oh, yeah. Saturday Night Live. So fun Definitely. stuff, man. Fun stuff.
1: So and OK, so. Definitely, one of the other things I had to t- touch on today was you're the only other person I know besides really me that said coverless. I will take it. Yes, you like coverless books. I mean, you yes. I mean, you, even, you even do it more than me. I I've made, like I said, I bought my ASM one coverless because yep. that it was fifteen hundred dollars. I will say yep. that I spent you know and all the other books I bought coverless. My ASM annual number one, I bought it for. Coverless itself, and that's yeah. not a great deal. You know, I was like going like, "Wow, I would not be able to afford this book otherwise." And so, I just bought a, fit, a reprint cover for display purposes. Yeah, but that book's coverless. But like, I did not care. It was, it was there. It was complete. It was gorgeous. But yep. coverless books were great. It's a great oh. option. So, what are you? Right. So, what was your whole thing with coverless?
2: So, you know, it's it, it's kind of evolved. I now actually grade my coverless books because they do have value. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing you should know. If you have a coverless book and it has a back cover mm-hmm. and you submit it, you will get a 0. 0.5. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it'll say missing the front cover. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has to have the back over here to get a 0. 0.5 books. Even at a 0. 0.5 have value. My FF 48 is a 0. 0.5. Mm-hmm. That book just sold on eBay a little while ago for close to $700. Mm-hmm. And you know, those are books that some people just don't even want. You can find them in piles, you know? So I have had many gifted them to me. I've had many people say, I don't even want these. You can have them. And I'm looking through it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And they just don't think it has value. So my whole coverless thing, well, I want to preface this by saying my coverless <laughs> comics, my Jean Grey um, prints, which hopefully we can talk about too by yeah. other artists, have stemmed from about a year and a half ago. I had lost one of my part-time jobs, which I got back, you know, I worked two jobs. I kind of lost my income from that due to COVID and Mm -hmm. so I lost my fund money. And I said, I can't really buy big keys anymore. Right. I don't have the equity in my other books to get rid of, to hustle up and get big keys. And you know what? I'm kind of lucky, you know, four years ago, you know, I, I should say this six or seven years ago, when I got back into it, my first three years, I bought a lot of big keys from a lot of collectors who were getting out at the time. So I paid a lot less than what a lot of these books are going for. So uh, the keys that I'm going after now have commons in them. You know what I mean? As far as the dollar amount. And mm-hmm. that's that's money that I just don't have laying around under my pillow. I'm not going to put it on a credit card. You know, I want to work hard for it. I want to make sure that it's worth it. So at that same time, I was listening to I enjoy listening to Kevin Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube. I love his interviews. He's such a comic book historian. He's such a fanboy. And he was talking about an interview one time that he did with Stan Lee. And they were talking about marketing and selling books. And it was really interesting when Stan Lee told Kevin Smith um, that the cover is why you buy it off the shelf. The first page is why you buy the book. Okay, Mm -hmm. so picture this. So little Johnny, little Otto goes to the comic book store, pulls a book off the rack and says, oh, look at this X-Men you know, number five or uh, X, X-Men 94. And it's a great cover. Then he opens it up and then you see the first page and you're like, Oh my God, this is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So Stanley told, used to tell his bullpen that the co- the it, first page is almost as important, if not more important than the cover. Mm-hmm.
0: The
2: cover is why you pick it up. The first page is why you buy the book. All right. Yeah. So it was like, that's brilliant. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So then I just started finding them and yeah. I started, and then I was like, Oh my God. And next thing you know, I've got a short box full of them. So I did put, pull some of my favorite ones out and this is a coverless. So I, I've been finding coverless books. I've got uh, an amalgam of them. I've got a short box full of them and mm-hmm. I grabbed two of them that I thought were really important. And believe it or not, this book has value. This is, uh, the First Appearance of Kang the Conqueror. Nice. You know, and look at this. I mean, it tells you he's on the cover. He's on the front page. You see mm. Giant Man. This is, you know, this is Stan Lee and Jack Kirby greatness right here. And you know what? This is a book I can read over and over again. And I'm not caring. I don't care if it goes down a grade. What grade is it going to go down? It's coverless. <laughs> you know, it's it's just amazing. And I ogle over it. And, yeah. you know, when you put it next to the graded book, you know what it looks like in a slab. Um, so just a really cool book. And you can see that, you know, you can see the word bubbles. You can see that, you know, you're Mm -hmm. just in time. A top priority emergency is the Avengers and, you know, a great book right there. Um, so again, what did I, I don't even think I paid for this. I think somebody had just gave me a stack of books and said here, but this is a first Kang. Mm -hmm. This book can only go up. It's not going to lose value, you know, and who knows, maybe somebody at some point would want it. The next book I pulled out, was uh, a book that I think is really, really neat. Um, it's almost better than the cover. And it's the fir- X-Men, the first appearance of Banshee. Stan Lee, Roy Thomas, and uh, Werner Roth did it. First appearance of Banshee.
1: Yeah.
2: You see him on the cover. He's streaking right through. This is Roy Thomas' greatness. And again, a book that I can read over and over again mm-hmm. and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. You know? And yeah, don't be afraid. If somebody says they've got coverless books, take a look at them. There's value in it. There's fun in it, you know? And I almost brought my first appearance of Molten Man. I almost yeah. pulled that one out. I should have known you're such a Spider-Man fan, so.
1: <laughs> well, actually, funny enough, I actually bought off of, uh, it wasn't my comic shop, but it was like New, New- New-Kedia, New-Kedia. um I, I It was one of the other places. But I was like, I was buying, key, I was buying like, okay, I got 60 bucks, whatever, go on. Uh, I need that one, need that one, click, 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 click. Yeah. click. ASM 35, three bucks. Right. Okay. Yeah, Quick. Sure. yeah. Three bucks. You know, when I got it in the mail, I'm like going, it's coverless. I no wonder if it was three bucks. But yeah, you know, so it's like and then three it starts, bucks, right? I mean and, and then I came then again, I got a mystery box a year or two later and it had a cover on it. So I was going like, Hey, cool. So I think I sold I think I sold my coverless book because I got the upgraded book. And I think Discovery Bay bought it, I think, and so yeah. I'm not sure if you ended up with it. Possibly, I mean, I don't, I'm sure there's one of the one coverless right. <laughs> out there, but yeah, it's just like it's cool. It's a way yeah. to it was cheap. It was cheap, right? And
2: I've actually been buying now. I've been I've kind of evolved from that, and I've been buying the books um, where the you know back in the day, if a comic book didn't sell. Mm-hmm. The uh, the drugstore or the, you know, the wherever the mom and pop shop used to cut mm-hmm. off the title and send them in, uh, yeah. send it back and get credit for it. And, you know, those books come back at 0.5 also. But those are really neat because you've got half the cover and half the inside page. And it's really a, a nice mashup of it. And those yeah, if you think I'm... about it. Those are books that nobody wanted.
1: And. I'm... I mean that's a that's a hard thing to me though. I mean that's almost. I mean coverless, yeah. Yeah. Full cover, yeah. But that half and half is a little more of a, for me, it's like. Yeah, uh, no,
2: it's it's interesting, and I would show you a few though if I had some. But I mean, um,
1: I mean my uh, <laughs> I got one in my uh collection over there. Amazing Spider-Man 55, the first Doc Ock one. Yeah. He's missing. The title on there, so it looks like a bald headed Doc Ock. Right, we... right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, Sorry. it really depends where they cut it. So um, I have a werewolf by night that uh-huh. is that way. It's It was cut off. It came back at 0. 0.5. But the way they cut it, it's you still see werewolf. You still see moon night. I mm-hmm. werewolf by night 32. You still see moon night. You still see the werewolf. And then right above it um, is the opening page of it. So you still have the full characters with that. And uh, it was a 0.5 white page book, right? Mm -hmm. And so then I got this thing where I said, you know what? I've kind of been into this thing also where I kind of like myself a little bit personalized, a little bit unique. So I went and I met Al Milgram. And I had Al Milgram do a Moonhead remark on it, okay? on the Mm -hmm. 0.5. And I had him sign the top of it, which would have been the first page. And I made sure it didn't bleed through. That's at CGC. When that book comes back, hopefully it won't lose, it's not going to lose any, it can't go lower than a (laughs) 0.5. I I like the fact that it's a white pager, believe it or not. So think about this. It's going to be a Werewolf by Night 32.5 yellow label, white pages, remarked Mm. and signed by Al Milgram. Nice. If there's more than one on the CGC census, I'll quit collecting. Okay? (laughs) So that is something that was really unique for me and it's part of my collection you know it's, <laughs> listen does somebody want a 0.5 werewolf by night 32 someday you might you know when i'm yeah. dead and gone maybe my kids can sell it and get some money on it but at least yeah. it's something that i worked for and i enjoy you know
1: yeah i mean uh, i've been eyeballing i've been eyeballing a coverless um i mean a uh, giant size x-men number one yeah going like do i want to sp- i mean i know you're not gonna get much cheaper than a coverless book at right. this price. on, You know, especially if I avoid eBay and go through my comic book, sh- my comic shop if there's one there. Yeah. But I was going like, do I want to do that? Do I want to spend like going like, oh, I don't want to. Uh, right now, I need to. I, I need to sell some books, or I need to pay some down some debts first. And so right now, wow. I'm talking myself out of it because it was out of reach beforehand. If I it remains out of my reach, so what? I guess right. I got the. I got the. I got the. If, I, if, it, if it truly matters that much to see a graded giant size X number one, I'll send in the facsimile. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Agreed. 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 Agreed.
2: That's a book I don't have coverless. If I found it out <laughs> in the wild, I would buy it. But, you know, then it came to a fact where people were like sending me stuff like links on eBay and my comic shop. And they were like, hey, Otto, hey, look at this. Look at this. And I'm like, that's really cool. But I don't want to sound, I don't know what this is come with right wrong. I'm not going to pay full retail for the coverless books. I want to find them out in the wild. Right. Mm -hmm. If You know, if it drops in my lap, so be it, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I I like the hunt. I'm all about the hunt, you know, and if I'm at a garage sale and I see it, or if I'm, you know, at a show and I see it, that's one thing, but you know, I, I'm not going to go on eBay. Like somebody sent me a link for a coverless um, X-Men one. And that was like $3,200. And I'm like, I love X Men, my favorite group. I'd love a cover list, but I'm not going to spend 3,200 on it. You know, I mean, so.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, my ASM one, it was listed on eBay for two thousand dollars. Yep. And uh, I'm like, but I saw the seller, and I go, I've bought a couple of books. I bought a couple of my more pricey books from this person. Yeah. Through Instagram. Yep. So I contacted him through Instagram, going, "Hey, let's what? avoid, let's avoid eBay yeah, and the good move, man. What can you do? Yeah, and so that's when I got five hundred dollars off of that book. Perfect. Shit. So that's
2: all about the art of the deal, man. I, I, I that's, I, I, give you a lot of respect for that. That's a great move.
1: Yeah, I mean, I bought one. I'm not sure if I bought two. Yeah, I think I one, two, and three of ASM, one twenty nine, and all that. And I think I might have bought. No, I think that's about it. I think those are the main huge books there. So, uh, I can't wait to send my uh one twenty nine back to uh, CBCS. I. Finally got it signed by Conway after oh, a two-year nice. mission. Well, he was supposed to be at the Colorado Springs Comic Con this year. Yeah. He for some reason canceled, and my Southern Comic Geek was going down to Dragon Con where he yep. would be there. So I said okay. I I knew Southern, I trusted Southern. I sent my book down to him. Yep. He had Conway sign it, send nice. it back. So now I can get a verified signature. Sure, sure. But I still get that yellow label. Hopefully I can still keep at 4.5, but if I don't. Hey. I almost don't I also mind it losing one letter grade because unless it's a seven point five mm-hmm. I kinda or one point five I kinda have a I don't uh, a thing about I don't like .5s very much. It doesn't okay. look quite right. You know, like yeah, five point yeah. 5. five, I'd rather have a five or a six. Gotcha. You know, okay. about, I like the like whole number, numbers. I like a whole number more, yeah, but it's like I agreed. maybe it's because seven point five I like because it's like grading and grading in school yep. 70 is barely passing but right, 75, right. 75 means you're, you're good you're
2: better you're a little bit better agreed agree. <laughs> and
1: a 1.5 it just sounds better than a one yep. <laughs> kind of yeah thing. yeah, so yeah, yeah.
2: Like, no i agree with you on it i agree hey you like your numbers hey it's a number thing you know so. yeah
1: but i'm not i'm not picky really at all i i think in fact other than a 9.9 9 and a 10 i think i have literally every single grade because i yeah. have 0. 0.5 0. 0.3 because i okay. have my cbcs books great on oh, my cbs cb CBCS ASM yeah. 1.3 because okay. they will – if I send it off to CGC – actually, I bought it from the guy who has had a graded NG with CGC, but I oh, didn't want God. letters – Sure, I sure. wanted a I wanted a number. a number. So you got your point <laughs> three. So you're on the so board. I got my points. Yeah. So I feel better about a point three than a number than no number at all. So nice. It's that's one awesome. of those things like you you got your cover list or your linear thing. I have my own little quirks. Of course.
2: Everybody, <laughs> hey, everybody's got it's it's part of your collection, right? It what it's what makes it unique, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you just had every book all and, and every I don't know, it's it's what makes people that's what I learned really coming into Instagram, mm-hmm. all these different collections. You know, when I was a kid in the 80s i just bought everything because i thought you had to buy everything and i had a good time i bought a lot of stuff that was crap and i bought a lot of stuff that was worth money you know i mean for every two books i bought what maybe you know one of them well actually for every five books i bought one (laughs) of them was worth money you know and i missed out on many books you know the biggest regret (laughs) me and my brother have is back in 1982 when we were at our local lcs they had we were big x-men collectors and mm-hmm. there was this black and white book by this local guy from connecticut who made up these characters that were turtles that were ninjas and were mutants <laughs> and he said this is the stupidest thing ever who would buy these books and we probably had first prints in our hand and yeah shame on us yeah, yeah. Uh, to this day we would talk about that
1: yeah well i have my own thing too if i've I came into comic books themselves so late because I was just, I don't know. I, I first developed a love of reading. And so I was a big reader for all books. And then yep. years later, when I finally discovered a way to be able to do painting, I developed a passion for art and all that. And it wasn't until, and then and I got my tattoos and all yep. that. it wasn't until afterwards that I finally put everything together and realized that there was great story and art inside comic books. Yep. And so there, but it, because I was, Archie Archie Readers digest not the comic books themselves with little digest pack yeah yep. yep. and then at Garfield comics you know in the same same kind of thing in the Sunday paper that yep. was the extent of my comic book because they were um, because it was a newspaper and little booklets actual booklets not actual comic book yep. formats themselves it didn't register as comic book for some reason really? so okay. I don't, it's just one of those things that didn't it, it didn't click you know you can be um same reason I guess that the first time I heard the I didn't hear the X-Men theme in Ms. Marvel, I yeah. that reached the there cuz I was I was too busy watching, I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I and so I had to go, "Wait, what was that?" I went back when someone mentioned it going like, "Oh, oh why didn't I not I see that it. or hear yeah. that?" So no. I so for some reason my own thought process, I had to have the right pattern in the right order and then it finally clicked. And so, yeah. late to the game, but Damn. for a Late really to the game, I have a one. yeah. Late to the game, but I have a full ASM run, so yeah. Obviously, I did something right. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly,
2: exactly, man. You got out the right character. That's good. That's awesome.
1: So, but yeah. So, besides Teen Titans, X Men, and the the regret for the turtles, what yeah. other things do you like to collect? Uh,
2: well, I've I've been into these like. um like, I've been into my displays now. I love the displays. I'm a huge fan of slab stands. Um, mm-hmm. If I can give my friends a shout-out at slab stands. They make CGC
1: holders. Uh, they personalize them for you and Look at that! That's a stand yep. right there. Yep, I got Love two. It. I got I got this one here, and they customized yep. one from a, for ASM Five. So I got a Doctor Doom and Spider Man because at the time, ASM Five was my oldest issue, which is gotcha. why I had them do that one. So yep. I really need to have them do a custom one for Mister Comics '89. Yeah, of course so, you have to. I mean, we've but, done
2: three for we've done a few for Three Men in the Basement, you know. And so I've been doing that. I've been enjoying that. But um, I got this idea. Uh, this is something that I've been doing and, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Jean gray is my favorite character. Awesome. And this actually kind of stemmed from right around the time where I started buying the coverless books. I wasn't a really a big artist alley guy, but Mm -hmm. my three men in a basement brother, Dave in the cave, he would get these, like just these incredible, incredible covers done by these artist alley artists who weren't your top tier Mm -hmm. guys but they were just good guys that have done work for comic books and they do their own stuff. And Mm -hmm. they would show me these, you know, these prints on these blank covers. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And I just didn't have the creativity to come up with my own or like, how do you do it? How do you order it ahead? Blah, blah, blah. So then again, you know, you can't always buy big keys. Mm -hmm. So I said, Jean gray is my favorite character. I would love to have artists do mashups of Gene Grey that are relative to me. Like what, how do I want it? You know, like, um, so I figured I'm gonna do 12, maybe 13. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you have to have a cutoff. You can't have a hundred of them. You know what I mean? So so I decided to get 12, I started to collect 12 Gene Grey mashups. Okay. Um, whether or not they're graded or not depends. Mm-hmm. um i do have three or four graded um you can go back to my instagram page and see them but i do have some really cool ones uh, i'm going to show off four of them and give you the backstory on it awesome so again i'm a product of the 80s growing up um greece was one of my favorite movies of all time uh olivia Newton john you know those tight black pants for a 12 year old <laughs> boy was pretty wild you know so yeah. i met um an amazing artist, Elias Chad Zudis. Um, he does great covers. He's worked for Xenoscope. He's worked for all the, the different characters. So I met him a few years ago at the Little Giant Comic Con in New Hampshire, and he's Greek. What I mean, he's Greek, he's right off the boat Greek. So his English <laughs> isn't the best.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So I said, Gene Gray meets Greece, Olivia Newton, John. And he's like, like, he didn't know what I was talking about. So I actually had to show him a picture of it. And I just let the artist do what they want. I go uh-huh. just make Jean Grey and Olivia Newton-John and put it together. That's all. That's all I Because mm. it's, it's your, it, you know, I don't want to, I'm not the artist. Mm-hmm. I just have the idea. I want the artist to do it. So I, I paid a big coin for it. I paid about $350 for it. Nice. And I got it later on that day and it went off to CGC. So I have it right here. It's one of my favorites. And I'm going to show you a little bit in detail um you're gonna be like that's ridiculous but it's not so this is um my jean gray as olivia newton john she's got the short leather jacket on the big pearls um the pearls actually have the phoenix logo on the inside that's one of the things that i always like to show where the phoenix logo is she's got the big jean gray earrings uh the hair is up top and of course you know it's a it's a great picture you know it came back in nine four i don't care um, That's
0: a perfect grade, you know,
2: and I mean, great grade for it. So it's signed and sketched by Elias Chazoudis on four twenty-four, and uh, yeah, so one of my favorite books right here. So I really like the happy.
1: pink. I like the pink shirt as part of the pink lady thing. Yeah, the know, pink kinda. ladies. There
2: you go with the black leather on, you know, and the pearls and the big earrings. So really, really happy. So uh, I do have two more graded ones, one by Ron Leary, uh, who actually did Jean Grey in battle armor. Mm-hmm. which was amazing. And um, I've got another one coming back. Uh, Jean Grey as Storm, actually, uh, done by a great um, artist. Her name is Ashley Woods. So then, so that's that's three that I told you about. So then I was at Terrific Con. And again, they could be a $40 sketch. They could be a $350 sketch. It's just what your what the artist is willing to do and how much time you're going to put into it. So, I thought about this. I had a blank Thanos cover and Mm -hmm. I said, how about Jean gray with the infinity gauntlet? (laughs) And I'm sorry if I can't remember who actually did this. Um, but he was a local artist alley guy and he came up with this. And I think I paid $40 for this. And this is probably the best $40 I spent in years. So there's Jean gray, with the Phoenix behind her and the infinity gauntlet and uh as phoenix just a really really cool book on a thanos cover so yeah. excited excited to have that
1: i mean yeah. i have two i have two little commission kind of book well kind of i bought one book uh asm renew your vows number one it was a battle line variant it was i bought it from ebay where uh gene uh gene gray uh Gwen stacy and mary jane are yep. spider-man and not Spider-Man, Venom and Carnage, Venom and Carnage ish, and they are shall we sca- say um, only wearing the symbiotes and. Oh, okay, you know, gotcha. So they, so I can't show that. I can't show that on my channel here. Yeah, right, right. You I know, got it. kind of thing. So, but I bought that because I wanted a, I wanted a, a commission kind of piece, <clears throat> and then I took a blank ASM 850 because I had, I had thought I had plans to have commissioned on it before, but covid and things like that happened i just i got tired of staring at a blank cover so yeah. i did my own artwork on it with um sharpies and so that's kind of so it's kind of like it's my artwork on on, on a comic book cover so that's it really might be cool. rough it might be you know kind of thing but it's like on I, I can look at that book and say hey i have i have my artwork on a comic book an asm book and i can be you know i might never happen in lor L- otherwise so i can keep that book and be happy so that's yeah, the two yeah. commission ish books i have on that regard so that's the only thing i have yet to do really is to go to a con and or or get a commission on some on on instagram it's the only thing i really have left to do that i haven't quite done everything else i've flirted with and stuck my toe in the water sure but i haven't but i haven't said hey uh jay hood i want this yes right right i have not done you know i haven't i haven't done i haven't paid for a commission yet yeah i hear you
2: i hear you i you know so it's You know, again, you know, the dollar value, what you're willing to put in it. Um, I have two Mm -hmm. more I want to show. This one is a really cool one. This was done by Mike Provo. Uh, Mike Provo is the person who did all of Ages of Alaska's artwork. Uh, Mike is a great artist from Alaska, uh, former military man. Um, So thank you for your service, Mike. And Mike actually came down to one of our three minute basement comic book swaps. And I was fortunate to go to Alaska (laughs) two hours ago and spend uh, quite a bit of time with them. So I asked Mike because Mike is a huge Joker fan. So I said, "Mike, how about a Dark Phoenix Joker mashup?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "How do you want me to do it?" I go, "Do whatever you want. Just make Jean Grey or make Dark Phoenix <laughs> and the Joker together." So he sent this to me, and I'm telling you, this is probably my second. I mean, they're all my they're all my favorites, but. This is really awesome. (laughs) So full on dark Phoenix uh, as a female Joker with everything about it. And uh, if you look close enough on her suit under the purple, you see the Phoenix logo right there. Yeah. So instead of the red hair, you have the green hair. You've got the pose with the Phoenix flame around her. So um,
1: that's really, really neat let's put a smile on that phoenix force look at this man it's,
2: it's <laughs> ima- I mean, can you imagine batshit crazy so again really cool now this piece was a year in the making um and for those of you guys who don't follow george deep um you can follow him on instagram it's from the vault in maine or you can just type in george deep george deep is an independent artist from connecticut now lives in maine He does prints. Uh, He's a great member of the comic book community. And a year ago at Terrificon, I said, George, how much for a commission? He goes, I don't know, but I'll charge you a lot. And I (laughs) said, okay, that's fine. And I said, I want a Captain America, Jean Grey mashup. Mm. And the only thing I asked for him to do was put the Phoenix logo (laughs) on the shield. Okay. And he goes, well, how do you want it to look? I go, I don't care. Just put the logo on the shield and do the rest yourself. So, um, you know, I hadn't seen George for quite some time. And, you know, we would chat every once a month. And he'd be like, yeah, I'm working on it. It's going to take me some time. I said, George, I don't care if it takes you five years. You know, I mean, as long as you got it and I know you're going to do it, just do it. I'm not going anywhere. And good Lord willing, you're not. And let's enjoy this together. So there was a show last year at Little Giant. And George kept telling me he wasn't going. He wasn't going. And guess what, man? He, he was went
0: coming. back. He went.
2: <laughs> so we're sitting there, and I was just ecstatic <laughs> to see him. And I was just because he is a good friend of mine. And he goes, I got something for you. And he pulled this out. Now, it brought me to tears because I asked him how much do I owe him? He says, you don't owe me anything, Otto. He goes, I have gotten so much business from you and three men in a basement that I don't want anything. I won't take anything from you. He goes, if you give me money, I'm going to rip it up right in front of you. And (laughs) I said, okay, George. And then he goes, I want you to have this. And this is probably, this truly is my favorite sketch because it was made out of sincere gratitude and sincere friendship. Mm -hmm. And... It's right here. Nice. And George is a huge John Byrne fan. And he's a true, um, you know, 70s, 80s fan. And Uh just everything about this screams 1980s art. You know, the phoenix on her chest,
1: the power
2: fist right there with the crackle.
1: Yeah, I love that that
2: power fist. Yeah, the power fist, the flame on the bottom, um, you know, the shield itself. And... I won't even send this in to get graded because it's I keep it I keep it I look at it all the time. It is by far it is my favorite and the level of detail, the level of work and the sincerity that George put into this is something that is truly um transcends more than comic books. You know, mm-hmm. friendship, uh gratitude and stuff like that. So guys, that is- please follow George D because this is something that is absolutely amazing and she is badass in this you know so yeah
1: that's about perfect that's about (laughs) that's kind of what i'd imagine honestly if i said give me a jean gray captain america mashup i might imagine something very similar to that yeah it is
2: gorgeous you know so we've named her captain phoenix you know we've really named her captain phoenix so that's a cool character so that those are some of the other ones and if you guys want to go back on instagram um, uh, Everett underscore auto you can go back and follow him and see the awesome. rest of them and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, man, that I, I guess, you know, I, you know, man, now that I'm talking about this, I got a lot of quirks, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I'm a little bit out of my mind, I guess,
1: you know? So, yeah, well, we can all, we can all suffer insanity or we can enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Right. And, and that's what, what, what it is. And it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, people say to me, what should I do? I, you know what, collect what you like, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, and, I have another friend of mine who's not on social media when he talks about books and what and people ask what he paid for it he goes what does it matter what i paid for it it's my money yeah right i mean if you can justify it like that then so be it if you overpay yeah. then you if if who's to say you overpaid if you want something that bad
1: yeah you know? i i traded the first full appearance the second full appearance and i think of the cameo of him Adam Warlock in you know, the Thor books and the FF book. Yeah. I traded them in a traded them in at a flea market for the for actually this book right here. You know, um, right. you know, I traded them in for this book. Now, this book might have I'm not sure how the value is in this book still because some people are mixed with the show, but to me, this book and this character were much better, you know, him Adam Warlock was a was a spec investment i bought that book on i'm not in love with a character sure i don't i mean i like the character the idea of the character but i just like who's the character but uh she hulk she hulk i liked she hulk and so when i saw this book this book was on my list for this year Mm -hmm. and i thought that is 9.0 it's perfect yep it's gorgeous i'll trade these three books for this book now i might have the value might be towards this the person there and i might have been you know people might say my you might know, like, guys please might question my trade value and you're more than welcome to tra- you know question it because sometimes i wonder going did i get a good deal yeah it because, doesn't matter. But, but i also go you know what i love this book i'm happy with this book and Great. it didn't cost me a penny right exactly. I, so i'm very happy with that so it's just yeah.
2: You know, and listen, that's She-Hulk was very important to me, too. When she joined the FF, I have the John Byrne run. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a poster from 1983. You guys can look that up right now. It's in Mm -hmm. my, I teach high school. It's in my classroom, and it reeks of the 80s. But that's (laughs) what I remember, John Byrne greatness. And, you know, um, that's a great book. I would have done that all day. And that was Stan Lee's last book.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was
2: Stan Lee's last book. So, you know, that's something that's important. Jennifer Walters was Stan Lee's last book. Yep. Story so, Stan Lee. So yeah. Yep, this is... That was the last book he wrote. So um and you know what? Just to touch on the, the show, listen, I love it. Mm-hmm. You can't have here's the reality of it. And I'm mean, as the latest on the line. You know what? Maybe I hope you don't get any thumbs down for this. they eh, can. <laughs> yeah. You can't have cataclysmic world-ending events in everything that you watch. Right. Mm -hmm. Comic books were based on street level villains and street level heroes. That's why Daredevil, Power Man, Iron Fist, you know, Spider-Man, you know, all these characters. That's why they were so relatable, because they were going after the bank robbers, the thugs, the gangsters, you know. And yeah, that's what She-Hulk is doing, you know. And I do want to say this. So the I don't know, I think. um instagram lately got a little bit too vicious to certain certain things and you know when they showed her twerking listen if that was deadpool people would have loved it yeah right?
0: that's what i'm thinking
2: you know people would have absolutely went crazy for it and said that was a funny thing ever you put she Hulk to do it there were a couple of haters out there we'll go, whatever don't watch it i mean i love this stuff because yeah you, you you have to like you know growing up i had spider-man that threw rope out of his arm you know my yeah. favorite batman was you know adam west you know and and had, up vertical of a building, you know. So yeah.
1: And has anyone ever read a sensational She-Hulk? There's literally it's twerk up the wazoo.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And it's and she broke the fourth wall all the time. It's it was part of what John Byrne did with her, and mm-hmm. it's nothing new. So kudos I mean, my, for you for doing
1: that, man. Yeah. I mean, my sensational She-Hulk over forty over there, the jump rope issue. Yes. You know, right. kind of. Anyway, but yeah. I mean, I had that same kind of thing when uh, when someone people are complaining about. Oh, Downhill Since Endgame, Downhill Since Game. I actually did a video that I did on my channel because I felt so strongly about it going like, we just had a world sim- – dun- dun- Yeah, right. Finally, game. I mean it was larger than life. It was not going to get any bigger than this. It's Captain America, retired dead, Iron Man dead, characters gone, Hawkeye yep. gone, going like that you've lost most of the avengers you know black Mm -hmm. widow now dead you have to rebuild the avengers you have to rebuild the universes it's not gonna be we we spent 10 years 10 years going better and better and going drooling and drooling and drooling but then we got we got where we became spoiled kids absolutely absolutely and and now we're like damn it this episode is not the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life how dare you show it to me like, uh, you know what i agree with you 110 on that you like, know that's and, ridiculous right mm-hmm. you've got
2: to get it and who would have ever thought the eternals would be a comic book jack some of jack kirby's finest work you know i mean at least in my opinion the creation mm-hmm. of an entire world of characters you know jack kirby lived and breathed the eternals and i mm-hmm. and i will say this do whatever you want with your own money the eternals number one one two and three are still undervalued books kevin feige oh, okay. believes in the Eternals. You believe they're gonna they're not going anywhere, so mm-hmm. you know, if you can get them, that's my only advice. If I could leave you yeah. with any advice, buy Eternals number one, it's going to be worth it if you're looking yeah. at for something to invest yeah. in. Yeah,
1: I have uh, Eternals number one, 8.0, and PGX, where I bought it off of eBay. I got a number two and number four, I think number two was like a 4.0 because it was a cut. And a razor cut in the back of the cup yep. before i bought it just to, i bought it just to have it because the low grade didn't bother me it was reggie was selling it for 25 30 45 bucks and we we're like "Eternals are coming up that cheap for that book yep i'll buy it let's do it <laughs> i agree with you so uh um we're closing in on the hour mark so um what are some of your favorite issues or things What would you, you know we touched everything you recommend or you 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 see in your collection what would you recommend, you know, things that people should have or, you know, if you, uh, you, you know, because you say you collect what you like, mm-hmm. but what would you recommend that people should have? You know, like um, I've recently come to a conclusion that on a podcast, a person was right, that one of the greatest stories of Spider-Man ever is the uh, the six issue Spider-Man life story. OK. And that whole thing. I just the way it all wraps up, it summarizes his entire history and all that, you know, streamlines it and whatever. And in the way it's told, he and MJ might have split a little bit, but they still wound up back together. So in a way their marriage ended with them the way that it should be, them together, you know, kind of thing. So it's my mentality. I'm a big fan of the marriage. Yeah. And so I always say I so I say that you should get if you at the very least, if you don't have the single issues, you should definitely have the trade of the six yeah. things. You definitely have it, thing like that. And things like um let's just well, it's like Superman seventy-five. Yeah. I say you should have. It's a very important issue in comic book history with the death of Superman. Sure, I can't. it's not a, It's the book might be everywhere and might not be very expensive, but it's a ten, twenty-dollar raw book. You should have it because the story itself is important to comic and book history. It stands the test of
2: time, and I will yes. say though, when that book first came out, I was actually <laughs> I wasn't actively collecting. Uh, mm-hmm. I was back in my college days, and people regular people and it was funny because i was always a comic book i was always a comic book geek i always was you know Mm -hmm. um but i mean when you're sitting around you know half a dozen guys and you're sitting there you're talking about this and you hear a bunch of guys say yeah man they're killing off superman and you're 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 you're, you're kind of perk up and you go well what do you know about that you know and (laughs) i'm like and i'm not like i'm not you know throwing my superhero flag up but i'm like seeing what they got to say to us. and these guys were comic book collectors they're like yeah they're killing off superman i mean that was iconic The breaking Mm -hmm. of the bat, you know, the bane, iconic, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Those are important things. For me, uh, if you were to ask me what are probably the top five story arcs that I love or that Mm -hmm. people should read, uh, I'm going to be my snob and I'm going to say The Death of Jean Grey or X-Men 129 through 135. That's the most iconic story I ever read. Okay, the most iconic story arc I ever read. Um, And I did have a conversation at length with Clarice Claremont about it and how there is, and I (coughs) know Jim Shooter about this too, where Shooter, Claremont didn't want to, somebody didn't want to kill Jean Grey. Hmm. I think it was Claremont said, you can't kill Jean Grey. Shooter said, then what are you going to do? Spend the next two years having the X-Men break her out of jail? (laughs) Is that what you want to write, Chris? And Chris and Jim Shooter would go at it. And then finally, Chris Claremont got so mad he stormed into Jim Shooter's office and he goes, "You know what? I don't want to do this for two years. I want to write other things about the X Men." He goes, "Then what do you do?" He's gonna. He said, oh, "I'm just gonna kill her," and he said, "Perfect." So <laughs> that's what happened with that. And uh, my second favorite story arc, if that's one, I mm-hmm. think Crisis on Infinite Earths is very, very important. Marv Wolfman, George Perez.
1: That's a tough you know, read for me.
2: Yes, absolutely. I cried when Supergirl died. You know, I cried when she died and, you know, the death of Barry Allen and just the anti-monitor and just amazing George Perez artwork with all those Mm. characters and Marv Wolfman keeping in continuity. Mm. Uh, Sticking with Marv Wolfman and George Perez, the Judas contract, the four issue story arc that ended in the teen Titans annual people need to know that people think it ended in the issues. It ended in the annual, you guys, and I'm not gonna tell you the spoiler on it, but you have to read the annual. That's where it ended 30 years after the book came out. One of my buddies, one of my longtime friends comes up to me, he goes, did you know, it didn't end with the three issues. There was a fourth issue. I go, yeah, in the annual, he goes, we've been friends for 40 years. You never told me that. I, said, I thought you knew it, you know? Um, the trial of Hank Pym in the Avengers mm-hmm. from 1980 when Egghead um you know makes you know Hank Pym go to jail and he goes insane, iconic. This is what I'm reading right now. You you would love this. I'm rereading this.
1: Oh, death of you know the uh, death of craven, yeah. Yes, you know, his uh,
2: last hunt, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah, ASM, what was that 294
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, two- started with Webb. Yeah, yeah. 293 ASM. Uh, Peter Parker, 131, uh, Web 32, 294, Uh and
0: 132.
2: Yeah. The relevance of this is, this is the first crossover. Mm -hmm. This is one of the first crossovers. Jim Shooter, who was the editor at the time, but this is greatness. This is Brett Breeding, Mike Zeck, Jim Shooter, and um, uh, D. Mateus was the writer. And Jim Shooter made it perfectly clear that you can't have three Spider-Man books, and in one Spider-Man, he's in New York City. Wearing a red costume, you can't have him in um, somewhere else wearing a black costume. It's got to all make sense. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the first crossover, you know. So uh, that was really important to me.
1: But yeah, uh, that at uh, two ninety four death is two ninety four death of Craven himself was actually the first one of two books that I had signed myself. I you know, the, the books I bought signed or whatever. Yeah, but those that's one of the first two books that I had signed myself and it came yeah. back uh 9.0 okay but, perfect you know as i, mean, I say, right. again it was uh, i got signed by a uh, uh, Mike Zek yep. and all that so it was like cool to have it so yeah
2: and yeah. I'll, i will tell you this about Mike Zek i don't know if this is common knowledge yet but Mike Zek doesn't live in the united states anymore he moved out of the country hmm. um he moved down to the islands in the caribbean and people i know that are facilitators have reached out and tried to get mike signature mike zek signatures for the past 8 months he's not doing them. Hmm. So once that becomes common knowledge, I think all Mike Sig- Mike Zek stuff is going to increase in value because unless he really wants to do shows and cons, <laughs> he doesn't have to do them and he doesn't want to do them. And Mike Zek, he's a creator of the black suit. You know, yeah. he, he is a creator of the black suit Spider-Man. And that's, you know, something that, you know, is re- so relevant now. So, yeah
1: um thanks yeah. for, thanks for making me regret having thanks for making me regret having him not sign my secret wars eight because i didn't yeah. want to crack that i didn't want to crack that yeah, book at a time
0: didn't
1: so, <laughs> i didn't want to lose the 9.2 <laughs> i know but hey listen if he comes around
2: if he does any facil- signature facilitations i'll be sure to let you know okay so yeah. uh but he <laughs> moved out of the country believe it or not which is amazing which is unbelievable and um yeah and i i do want to show one more piece off if that's okay awesome. Yeah, sure. Um, Go ahead. So, and this is kind of relevant to you because I know you're a Spider-Man guy. So I was able to get some, um, short story long. I came in contact with a person, an adult who used to work for Marvel in the nineties. And she worked in their marketing department before they moved out to California. And she didn't want to move out to California because she had just started her family. So she had given me all this extra Marvel um marvel office stuff and she gave me this marvel letterhead that was an original marvel letterhead from 1990 and this was actually the letterhead that they would use for rejection letters and so there's actually a couple artists on this who say i don't even want to write on this because i remember getting it and then there was a couple other people who said i never got one of these (laughs) and so over the past three years i've worked on getting one two three four five I have nine, maybe 10 signatures on this and sketches. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll show it to you right here. So this was, this is Marvel letterhead that you can see. And right up on top, you can see from the Marvel offices right there. Uh And then on the bottom, it actually shows you the Park Avenue address Uh with the fax number and the office. And then 1990 right here with the Spider-Man. So I have slowly worked on having, mike Zeck, bob mcleod joe rubenstein randy emblem Donnie cates um jim shooter al milgram mark bagley and oh my god who just did thor isad Ribic do sketches on this and uh it's something that i'm gonna get one more sketch done of a green goblin head and then i'm gonna send it to michael's to put it in a much better frame because this is just a very cheap one and they all did different versions of it between roy thomas um you know you can see it so yeah, I thought wait. you being a huge Spider-Man fan
1: yeah you know where, where are you gonna get the goblin? the top right or the bottom
2: yeah right? probably right in the center I mean I don't have much space uh, right there uh maybe right there next to Spider-Man either there or there it's not gonna be very big even yeah. when um Mark Bagley <laughs> did the Felicia Harding he's like that's not a lot of space I'm like well I don't need a lot I just need her you know yeah and Jim Shooter didn't want to do a sketch, but he wrote from the offices of Jim Shooter, you know, yeah. when, as when he was editor. And then Al Milgram, who's very funny, wrote who, you know, <laughs> Donnie Cates did a Venom right there and said, I'm I'm Spider-Man, I promise. Um, so I've got Carnage, the black suit, the Roy Thomas. So really, yeah. really fun stuff. So
1: because I can just, you know? just see I can just see Green Goblin, I think, on the top right, kind of like past the webbing. And he's kind of like sister. Facing yeah. off to your eye, you know, like, look at that. Yep. Like...
2: Absolutely. a big grin on his face. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to complete that relatively soon. And that's it. So, awesome. Oh my God, I guess I do collect a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> well, like I said, I, for the longest time, I held off against Pops, I guess. Because they were, yeah. like, incredibly. In fact, I don't even, I mean, I'm not sure if I'd have to, uh, when my first Pop was. I can't remember really anymore. I think it had been a Spider-Man one, I think. Okay. I, think, I don't know. And now uh, look, you I mean, got half
2: a dozen behind
1: you. Oh, there's all over. I have, really? I have, I have a totes at you know totes at Walmart. Yeah, so they can they can fit um, four deep, four, you know, or they can fit uh, four by four and two two rows in there. So I can fit like thirty two in there, and I have like four here and two with my brother. in his small closet so yeah i have like 250 pops now in fact i just in fact i just bought this this will be a exclusive to this video i just bought this from walmart on my way home okay the four pack oh look at that all right yeah you know so yeah nice i I couldn't pass up on the four pack then because it has the thors which i love Mm -hmm. i liked i liked gore and all that you know valkyrie is kind of like oh she's the bonus yeah you because no so but that was the old the thing there but yeah i don't remember what the first pop i i bought was but then once i bought the first pop then it led to more so okay. it's like crap
2: <laughs> yeah, it happens man it, happens. it just <laughs> takes one so but hey you like to do it so
1: yeah nice but I do appreciate you coming on to join. You were always fun to talk to from the knockout when you auto- argued for uh, 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 Optimus Prime. Yeah,
2: I know. I could have win on the Autobot. You know what I mean? It was a tough one. It was a tough one. The girls came out well. They hit me good.
1: Yes. Life with, life with uh, two, two YouTubers and yeah. Rena are very good and all that. But next season promises to be a very fun matchup when I do all villains. Yeah, it's going to be an I all bad guy. It. There you go. Yeah. I think I said I said I'm pretty sure I've settled on a the theme, which is it's good to be bad or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So it's like on the the baddest of the best. There, that way, the only rule is there are no rules. No, Go for the throat. It. For <laughs> sure,
2: for sure, awesome.
1: So definitely that fun. But yeah, I knew I had to have you on here because part is a part of part of things for that I hold in collecting. I've only really heard from certain people, and you seem to embody some of them. Like I said, the linear. Yeah, nice guy. Hear no. it from there you. you know. I don't really know. I, I know. I know a few other people have coverless stuff once in a while. At least I think, but the only other person I could point to, I said, I know Otto loves coverless books. I do, man. I do so, for all those reasons. So you know. Yeah, and so I buy coverless because it's like I can have it. So I seriously give myself another week, and I decide to buy that giant size X Men number one if it's still available, just because I said, you know what, I can't hold out anymore.
2: It's a giant size X Men one, no matter what. It's still a giant X-Men or no. size
1: stupid or not i have to have it so who yeah. knows i might end up doing it i might end up paying for it later on right hey, but, okay but that's why i said it's the only thing i have to be smart matt be smart yeah, matt so absolutely. it's very nice. it's very hard to be strong sometimes
0: yeah
2: no i hear you brother
1: <laughs> but yeah um let's say it was great to have you on i bought i got several things from you two books i got a batman who laughs that i won from a prize from you nice. and i and I think he, I'm not sure if I won this or if you threw it in, but it was like, it was like a Jean Grey um, Phoenix cover itself. It was a Phoenix variant kind of thing was going like, oh, that's cool. And it's still in my collection somewhere. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. So. That was awesome. Yeah, we do lots of giveaways <clears throat> on the channel. Um, You know, uh, if you don't mind me, uh, we, uh, our Plug channel away. is uh, three bed in a basement right now. We're just over, Um, well, we're just under 3,333 subs. So yeah. that is a great number. We're only gonna hit it once. If you head over to Three Men in the Basement, please sub up. Go to that video. Find out how to enter. We're giving away three really cool things, so you get it. Three. The three <laughs> Men in the Basement, 3, 3,333 subs. Uh, head over there. We've got lots of things coming up. Um, a week from Wednesday, hopefully, I'm going to have a huge writer of a mm-hmm. major uh, Marvel character coming on live. Hopefully, it's in the works. Uh, we've got some giveaways. I got a huge invoice from CGC, so we'll be doing some unboxings. Wow. Um, so we got a lot of things coming up on three minute of basement. So, you know what, you know, sub up to us, sub up to Matt's channel, you know, yes. enjoy it, share the videos, comment, please, you guys. Cause we re- I really do read all the comments about what mm-hmm. to do. Um, you know, what drives channels and what people really like to see and Roger, myself and Dave in a cave, we do a lot of things in two weeks. We're going to, if you're in the new, new England area, Jim Steranko will be at the little giant comics retail store in new hampshire and we will be there covering it whether we'll be live um there we'll be there all day um jim doesn't like to go on camera or take pictures but maybe we can get an interview with the late great jim staranko and hopefully you guys will see us there so please follow us on three men in the
1: basement all, also on
2: instagram and on instagram i'm Everett underscore auto so had a great time hanging out with you man thank you for this
1: Yes, you're welcome. It's a good pleasure to have you on here. You're you're one of those guys with just a lot of energy and a lot of, you know, charisma and things it's like fun. that. It and should it's be
2: a, fun, right? The minute it becomes fun, yes. it becomes a job, and that's what I don't want it to be. I got yes. two of those, right?
1: So, <laughs> yeah, I've been eyeballing a second right lately because of, uh, well, my wife's my wife's currently a student teaching and all that. Yes. She's trying to get that, so she's had to cut back on her regular job, right, and all that. So it's like going like. Okay, we need to get a little extra money somehow. So I'm eyeballing a part-time job hey, for the next few months, it,
2: right? Hey, so. listen, I work part-time. I'm fortunate. Some people can't work part-time. I find it to be, you know, um, it's it, it's no burden on me, man. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. anything extra yeah.
1: that you can do, you know, people yeah. should be fortunate they can work part-time. <clears throat> yeah. So again, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you everyone who's listening. You guys are incredible. Again, sub so both of us up uh, like this video if on YouTube. You know, and just. Thank you for much for joining us. I realize an hour and twelve minutes might be a long video for some, but it's kind of hard to do anything short than shorter than an hour with conversations like this. You know, just sure. they're standard and all that. So again, yep. thank you, Otto. You're always welcome on this on this channel on either of my podcasts and all that. You are so much fun to have and talk to. So yes, thank you very much for joining me today.
2: Pleasure, my pleasure, man. I love hanging out. I work two jobs today. Then I came home and did this. This was the best part of my day. So thank you, brother. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll see everyone later. Uh, Have a good night and as I always like to say, happy collecting. I love it. See you guys next time. Talk to you later.
0: Thank you for listening to Comic Collectors Corner. We hope you enjoy the show. Please consider giving the podcast a follow and leave a review of the show on your favorite podcast platform. If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, hit up the CCC up on Instagram under the Comic Collectors Corner or email me at mrcomics.com at aol.com and that's mr underscore comics at aol.com take care and have a good day